Grumpy Old Geeks, a weekly talk show hosted by Brian Schulmeister and Jason DeFilippo discussing the finer points of what went wrong on the internet and who's to blame. Welcome to Grumpy Old Geeks for November 13th, 2015, Friday the 13th. It's Friday the 13th and it's been a hell of a Friday the 13th already for me. Indeed. I am Jason DeFilippo and I'm with my co-host. I'm Brian Schulmeister. And Jason, did you notice it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas? I did. Yes. Everywhere you go online. <laughs> Everywhere. It's ridiculous. It's not even Thanksgiving yet. I actually uh, hauled in a metric shit ton of uh, of catalogs from the mail yesterday uh, from places I've never signed up for, never been to, never, ever, ever anything. Ah, direct mail, isn't it? Yeah. Grand? Mm-hmm. You know, there's algorithms that tell them exactly who you are and what you want to buy. So really? how, how, how accurate were they? Well, if the algorithm said I would throw it directly into the recycling bin, they were correct. <laughs> Catalogs for a crappier planet. Oh, God. I don't need anything. Whatever. <laughs> you know what I got, though? Mm. Finally. I got, my, I got my swag from the Adam Carolla patent troll thing, you know, like from a, over a year and a half ago. Over a year and a half ago. That is ridiculous. I donated on uh, the 4th of July because I was feeling patriotic and I wanted to take down the patent trolls. Mm. And uh, yeah, I sent you a text of it the other day and you're like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, a year and a half later. is That's so ridiculous. I think we should tweet him about it because that'll give him an entire uh, show's worth of content. He can just complain. Well, he does that already. He doesn't need oh, us yeah. for that. <laughs> yeah, more on that later. <laughs> okay, yeah. So I ended up throwing away half of it. Yeah, yeah. Because um, it's... I. I don't even remember checking the box to get swag. I think I thought I unchecked it. Maybe that's why it took so long. They just had it laying around. They're like, oh, we got to get rid of this to somebody. Probably. You know, you're filling up valuable space in a storehouse that he has to put a lamp, another Lamborghini in while he's busy complaining about not making money. <laughs> yeah, I got I got a swanky I might be a little burned hat. out on him. <laughs> uh, really? Because I, it, one of the, the things that came with a, a little thumb drive with a behind the scenes of Adam Carolla for a day and I'm like, hey, you want it? And you're like, fuck no. Yeah, I, I'm so burnt out on him right now. I, I was, you know, ever since the the demolition of uh, of KLSX here, uh, the talk radio station, uh, when that went under and it just became yet another programmed Pandora press play station uh, with algorithms that tell you what the hits are. Um, yeah, I listened to Frosty, Heidi, and Frank. I still dearly miss them uh, every day. And uh, that gradually became Corolla in the morning. And since that went away and he started podcasting, I, I've been listening to him. It's like morning radio or whatever. And it's just, uh, I'm just so sick of him. All he does is bitch and moan and bitch and moan. It's the same thing. And, you know, he does eight different podcasts and all he does is complain about the same shit across all eight of them. I'm done. <laughs> I'm so fucking over him. I mean, we can't really complain about that because that's kind of our shtick too. But, you know, at least we don't do it eight times a week. We don't do it eight <laughs> times a week across 17 different podcasts. Plus, we're not sitting in our $2 million place, uh, you know, complaining about paying taxes. Uh, this is true. This is true. He, he makes a lot of money off this. You should shut the hell up. 
I'm finally glad that you agree with me on something because that's why I stopped listening to him so long ago. Yes, so I'm finally on a, a, a Corolla ectomy in my life, <laughs> and uh, that's why I posted uh, earlier this week on my Facebook asking people for uh, podcasts that they were really listening, uh, enjoying listening to. So we'll be talking a little bit about those later. Oh, excellent! Um, yeah, a little bit of follow up uh, since we'd been talking about sport ball, and we had Jordan Cooper on who explained that uh, whole thing to you better than me. Uh, the whole DraftKings fan duel. Uh, if you got money in there, you better pull it out now. Get it, get it out now. Get it out <laughs> now because, as we predicted, uh, it's starting. Uh, New York State Attorney General Eric Schneiderman uh, ruled that uh, it's gambling and therefore illegal. Yep. <laughs> so uh, they've got go. a cease and desist in New York State so far, and uh, you can bet your bottom dollar that that's going to continue. Yeah. So what do we have now? New York and uh, Nevada have yeah. said no, 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 no. Yeah, and that'll keep on going because uh, it's it is gambling. So. But if you do live in New York and still <laughs> would like to waste your money on these ridiculous <laughs> websites, you can go to the grumpyoldgeeks.com website, and on the right there is a button for uh, private internet access where you can change your location and gamble as much as you like. That's true. Please do that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, have you heard of a thing called dog vacay? Um, no. I mean, I understand what the words mean when put together. <laughs> I'm listening to, uh, I cause I have my Sonos and I listen to Pandora and I get, I get advertisements and there were, there were ads running for dogvacay.com. Okay. And I, you know, I, you know, I do not like this bastardization of the English language. Yeah. Um, so I went on Twitter and I posted, I do not want to live in a world where dogvacay.com exists. And immediately dog vacay tweeted back to me. They're like, Great, you don't have to. And I'm like, wait what a minute. What does that mean? <laughs> I'm like, did Dog Vacay just tell me to kill myself? <laughs> I believe they did. <laughs> and I'm just busted up, and, they're, and immediately they're, oh my, oh my god, I'm, I'm sorry. I wrote back. I'm like, yeah, did Dog Vacay tell me to kill myself? Maybe they should fire their social media manager. And they wrote back immediately, saying, oh, oh, sorry, we misread your tweet. <laughs> um, okay. And that was it. I mean, <laughs> well, it was just. Well, Dog Vacay, if you're looking for a social media manager, might I suggest you email us? <laughs> I'm happy to take care of that for you and not do stupid things like tell potential customers to kill themselves on a public forum. I know. That was just that's my only highlight oh, on Twitter. Wait, now I'm still, what the, what, 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 what do they do? Oh, it's Airbnb for dog people, you know? So you can, if you're going on vacation, you can give your dog a vacay too. And it's for people who do dog sitting. It's All Airbnb right. for dog sitters. Hold on a second. Yep. Listen up, everyone. <laughs> you venture capitalist fucks that might be listening to this thing. Have we no more problems? <laughs> Have we fucking solved cancer? Uh, what the fuck? <laughs> dog vacay is what you're pouring your goddamn money into? Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't want to live in a world with dog vacay in it. I agree. I'm going to kill myself. Okay. I'm tired of this. But, okay. but 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 you you don't have a gun like I do. You could you could I can do the Airbnb for guns so you can borrow my gun to kill yourself. Hey, now we got an idea. Why don't we do that? We'll do Airbnbs for guns. Yeah. I'm sure there's no issues with that. No, no. Yeah. So yes, yeah, okay. find the perfect pet sitter near you. I'm so glad we have no problems. None whatsoever. Um uh, you're not on Instagram, right? Because you're not like a 14-year-old girl. No, oh, I am on Instagram. On, okay, that everybody was, is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Have you been getting those uh, captcha pop-ups every time you log in? No, I. I the only no, no. I I just have it on my phone, and I go into the app, and that's that. 
It's so bizarre because I p- open the app on my phone, and for the past three days, every time I open the app, it has me fill out a CAPTCHA. Really? And then I went to the website, and the website had me fill out a CAPTCHA, and I'm like, hmm, something Someone's fishy. on a list. Someone's yeah. on a list. So immediately, <laughs> I, I changed my password, and it went away. So if anybody's having that problem, just change your password. Okay. No, I've uh, I've not had, well, to be honest, I probably haven't launched Instagram in like two days, but I'm not aware of it, so. Okay, well, that was just my friendly tip for Friday the 13th. Oh, great. Well, thank you. And thank you for reminding me to load up Instagram so I can check out everybody's uh, perfect life pictures. In the news. Speaking of Airbnb Mm -hmm. and things of that ilk, uh, there's a great article by Zach Stone called Living and Dying on Airbnb that made all of the rounds this week. Okay. Have you read it? no, I somehow I did not get this one. Oh, okay. So here's the deal. Let me explain. <laughs> let, me, okay. let, let me explain. Okay, you say. Zach Stone and his family rented an Airbnb. Yes. And uh, his dad went out on the swing that was hanging outside the, you know, the porch, the front porch. Mm-hmm. Well, he got on the swing. The tree broke, fell on his head, and killed him. Okay. So this is a very long article. About, That's tragic. It's extraordinarily tragic, yes. Mm-hmm. And the, it's a very long article about everything that we've ever said about Airbnb, <laughs> but uh, said with way more words. Um, it's, a, it's terrible what happened to him, and it's going to keep happening. But, it's, it, you know, this is an outlier incident. Without even reading this, let me do the TLDR version. Yes. Um, there's a reason hotels don't have, uh, have dangerous swings. Yes, and, okay. dead, and dead trees. Yeah, I'm done. Okay. Okay, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, go ahead. It's just, I mean, obviously, it's, it, uh, uh, is, I'm against Airbnb. I hate this whole concept. I think it's ridiculous. Uh, I've, we've talked about this ad nauseum, but this one, I don't put on Airbnb. No, I, I put this yeah. on the homeowner, and the homeowner's insurance is actually what paid for the settlement, which is why he can talk about it. If Airbnb had settled with him, he wouldn't be able to talk about it right. because there was another death that he mentions in the article where the people basically just disappeared after they settled with Airbnb. Right. So this was a really weird loophole that the homeowner's insurance actually covered it because it was a short-term rental. And usually it does not cover things like that, but they did get a settlement, but it's a, you know, it's a really, it's a terrible story. Yeah. It's horrible and it sucks. And yeah. You know what else sucks? (laughs) What? DoorDash. Well, we've talked a lot about these various, uh, again, you know, no problems in the world. Therefore, we have 17 to 30 different companies all scrambling to bring us food because we're all fat asses <laughs> that don't leave our house, uh, DoorDash being one of them. Uh, I'm not at all I, – I, I've screamed about this as well too. It's not not specific to DoorDash. but uh, I, ha- I, have, I have taken DoorDash to task on this very show two weeks in a row. I, I know, but uh, I, more the overall concept of, of every, all these Web 2.0 companies are basically just doing whatever the hell they want to do until they get caught. Mm-hmm. And that's what DoorDash is doing, uh, especially to our beloved In-N-Out Burger. This is great because, yeah. I, I mean, In-N-Out, good on you. I mean, I love, loves me some In-N-Out. I, my office overlooks an In-N-Out, and it is a trial every day not to go down and get a double-double <laughs> animal style. Yeah, because they're freaking delicious. Uh, and what a wonderful world it would be if they would be delivered to us. And DoorDash has been doing that. Unfortunately, they didn't bother to get permission from In-N-Out. They just grabbed a logo, threw it up on their thing, and sent drivers into the, to the, to the place to pick up the food. 
Yeah, so this is kind of well. There's two issues here. They took In and Out's logo and then they modified it to be yeah. In and Out like. Mm-hmm. So you've got brand confusion going on there. But also the thing that In and Out is citing specifically is that these vehicles are not regulated for food safety. And yeah. I'm going to tell you right now, the people who delivered my shit from DoorDash before, uh, that car was the filthiest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> And another reason I didn't go back to them. Uh, And also the fact that it took 27 minutes to drive 2.5 miles to bring the food after they picked it up. Yes. And and in and out is also arguing that because they are not, uh, they haven't uh, entered into any kind of arrangement with them. They have no control over how their food is presented or, or uh, any kind of quality control whatsoever, which I 100% agree with because uh, I've never used DoorDash. I have used the Uber Eats delivery system because I'm assuming their cars will at least be somewhat clean and there's some regulations going on there. Um, <laughs> Unless you get it after the day after they do the Uber kittens. <laughs> True. Kitten that would be a problem. Um, that would definitely be a problem. But I tried to, uh, they, they had a fat burger deal once and I was like, I haven't had a fat burger in ages. I love fat burger. And I went for it and it showed up uh, the cold. Uh-huh. And so, you know, there's, there are issues with that. There definitely, and I left a bad taste in my mouth for fat burger, quite literally. <laughs> but the thing is, it's a burger. Those things don't last. Go get off your fat ass to get your fat burger. <laughs> no, I agree a hundred percent. And if you're going to offer things like that, and I'm sure this is in and out's argument as well, is like, if you want to deliver our burgers, then you have to promise much like Domino's pizza back in the day, it has to get there within a certain amount of time. Otherwise it will be crap. And you look at, look at pizza carriers you know, they've got heated, you know, ovens in some of the cars they've got, mm-hmm. you know, temperature proof bags, DoorDash, they, they went, they picked it up like it was takeout, put it in a paper bag, got to my place. It had obviously fallen off the seat and was, <laughs> had, had rolled upside down. And then the woman brings it up to me and she's like, here you go. And then I'm, so, I'm like, okay, yeah. Mm. Hey, but this is the, this is our new awesome economy where everybody can always have a job, Jason. <laughs> I know. And Everything is wonderful. Unless you're a crowdfunded gadget company. What? There's problems with that? Oh, yes. Another oh, one. Oh, predicted that? Another one bites the dust. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. This one was an Indiegogo. It was for the, uh, was it the Pro- TechJet Dragonfly? Okay. <laughs> See, all you got to do is make a video. Yeah. If you're good at making videos and bullshitting, you can get a lot of money and then fail. And yeah, you don't, you don't even need a product. <laughs> no. Ever. At all. I mean, we we have honestly wasted our lives by bitching about people that do this instead of doing it ourselves because we wouldn't have to be in this podcasting racket if we had yeah. just done that. Fortunately, we have like morals. Uh, well, sometimes. Let's get rid of those. I know. Maybe we can crowdfund a uh, morality removal machine. We don't ever have to deliver. It's just the, <laughs> that's, it. that's a yeah. good name already. Morality removal machine. We'll rip off the cult's logo for love removal machine. Yep. And we'll make a little video. Baby, baby. Dude, I'm off. Shut down the podcast. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Another one bites the dust. Uh, there was an interesting article on Recode about uh, Marissa Meyer and Yahoo and uh, fantastic parties that she throws and spends tons of money to kind of bring up morale at that failing company. Speaking uh, of, well, the <laughs> morale removal machine is yeah. what Yahoo is. <laughs> Damn, that's good. And we have a title. Okay. Uh, yeah, so it's uh, links in the show notes is off Recode. It basically confirms what you and I have been saying all along, uh, which is Yahoo has no idea what they're doing. And even Yahoo now realizes they have no idea what they're doing. 
Now, once that Alibaba stock gets spun off, and and also <laughs> with uh, Yahoo Japan, who is the apparently the only Yahoo that is profitable, so yeah, they're they're screwed. I have no yeah. idea what's going to happen with them. Uh, they're pinning all their hopes on something called Project Index, which I still don't even understand what the hell that's supposed to do. You know, she still could go f- uh, fix Flickr. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, she could, but uh, you know, whatever. She's posting her photo- photos from her par- private parties on Flickr. That's what Flickr is for her now. Speaking of posting your private photos, <laughs> Canon or Canyon City, Colorado. At least 100 students at this high school yes. have been trading naked pictures of themselves. And it, there's a brouhaha so big that the New York Times covered it. And I'm like, do we believe oh. for one second that this is only happening at one school? No, this is or happening. This is happening everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> people like to take pictures of their junk and send it to other people. This I, is a fact of humanity. This is, uh, I, this is one of the reasons that I'm very glad that I am old. Because we had Polaroids. Yes, we did have Polaroids. So and that was about it. And there's probably a few Polaroids in my junk floating around somewhere. I know that there are a few of mine too. So yes. had I had a smartphone back then, I would have been uh, in trouble. A hundred, a <laughs> hundred photos would have been nothing. No man. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so uh, okay, yeah. And they're using the Vault app, which we talked about on our on our uh, podcast a little while ago. It's the fake calculator that if you type in the right code, all of a sudden, boom! Oh, there's more photo albums there. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so, kids are smart. Kids are smart, and they're horny. Duh. Hmm. You put all this power in their hands. <laughs> what do you expect? I know. What did you <laughs> think was going to happen? <laughs> yeah. How about we do a little sex ed? How about we do a little, uh, you know. Uh, a little morality removal machine. We relax a little bit and we don't make all this stuff so enticing and forbidden. Yeah. Just chill people. Yeah. You know, I'll, 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 I'm just sad that I'm not a kid nowadays. I know I'm, we are kind of, we missed out. <laughs> we totally, we missed the boat big time. Yeah. Although like we've, you know, like everyone is starting to talk about it's it, it, kids are so desensitized now that it's, uh, they, they can't even be bothered having relationships because porn is easy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was, it was a big deal for us to find a playboy in the woods and now you just have red tube. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. And kids aren't engaging. And, and I think it's, uh, I think we're going to have pretty screwed up generation, but we'll see. It's going to be a generation in transition. That's yes. for sure. Just like Caitlyn Jenner. Okay. Let's, let's talk about some nerdy stuff. Okay. Uh, TensorFlow, which is yes. Google's artificial intelligence engine or part yes. of it. Yes. Which looks Cool as shit, but is also terrifying. Uh, yes, but they've open sourced it so it can get smarter faster. Yeah, open source always seems to work really well, right? WordPress. Oh, well. <laughs> we'll see how. <laughs> oh, zing. You got me on that one. You totally got me on that one, yes. So we'll see how this goes, and hopefully uh, they'll be a little better than people writing PHP. One hopes. One uh, does hope. But I'm I was sure, looking at the source code. I'm sure code. Mr. Null is definitely hoping so. Yeah, I was looking at the source code this morning, and it's uh, uh, above my pay grade. Oh, yeah. I, I, I took a look at the code, too, and I was like, oh, well, good on you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. I won't be doing any of that. Um, I'm going to ruin this guy's name. I'm not even... <sighs> Shamath Halahapitayel. Tapateo? Tapateo. I like Tapateo. Okay, well, let's call him Tapateo. <laughs> okay. So, Salsa Guy is uh basically he's an investor and he is uh loading up on money and just getting money left right and center to take on the big telcos he's going to take on AT&T Verizon etc and launch a completely new uh cell phone company 
You know, call me when this guy buys the Spectrum, because right now it's a seven-person company, and he has yep. no Spectrum. So call me when he gets the Spectrum. Yeah, so much like everybody else, it's, it's I love it, it just says here right in the article, it's a big idea and a lot of money with, that's about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good. I, I hope you enjoy all that cash. I'm glad you're not doing something like an Airbnb for dogs with it. And <laughs> I would love to have someone take on the the, the big companies because, uh, as we all know, they're they're horrible. But uh, the alternatives, these tiny little companies, they have no service anywhere. They're all crap. So it's a uh, if somebody real comes into this space and and gives challenge, I'm happy for that. Yeah, I mean, it, it just takes money. That's all it is. And there's a lot of money out there that uh, people can get. And let's That's, see what he does with it. Uh, people, yeah, people do keep saying there's all this money out there that people can get by driving their Uber or delivering No, no, food. no, no, no. I'm talking about the one percenter money. Oh, I'm talking right. about the big guys with the real yeah. money, right, not, right. not us. Okay. Yes, okay. <laughs> not anywhere near us. <laughs> uh, but you know who also has money? These Ooh. goddamn ransomware guys. Uh, you know, this has gotten so big, it actually made the Today Show in one of their horrible, you know, scare the crap out of you segments that they air every morning. Well, you know what? Good. If 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 the general public can get scared, but we know from history that nobody's going to listen to them because no, nobody listens to anybody. People are still sending money to the guy in Nigeria. Come on. Yep. So ransomware is just getting out of control, and now it's getting to the point where they're saying, hey, if you don't pay, before it would be like, oh, we just encrypted your computer. If you don't give us the key, we're just going to delete your stuff. Now they're saying... No, if you don't pay us, we're going to decrypt your stuff and post it all online. Why is this not shocking? I, I know. I'm surprised it took them that long to get to that point. I know. It's <laughs> like some guy was just like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on a second. There's probably dick pics in here. <laughs> and uh, it's also getting to the server level now. So people are seeing this happen on Linux as well as, you know, Windows and Macintoshes too. They're, yep. It's coming it's, for uh, Mac. So. Yep. You're, you're, you're the free days for Max are over. Sorry guys. Yeah. No, thank you. Thank you. So, uh, there's an interesting post in the Washington post who we haven't talked about in a while, uh, mm -hmm. called inside the economics of hacking, which if you don't really know this stuff is a really good primer on it. Yeah. It's not exactly, you know, super top notch because they, nobody is still like latched on to the idea that I, I put out in grumpy old geeks, episode one, how to make money on the internet, go get a job at Apple build in all of the vulnerabilities you can quit Apple, then sell all the vulnerabilities. Nobody's brought that, that up yet. A bit difficult with Apple, but yeah, as I mean, it's definitely, it's a, it's certainly a way to go. I'm sorry. I've seen some of the vulnerabilities that have come out of Apple and they were terrible. Remember the old SSL one? Oh, that one was just looking at the source code and I'm like, it was like, seriously, somebody committed this and it got passed to everybody. It's like, Oh, so every certificate that we've ever published doesn't work. Oh, yeah. okay, great. Well, good times. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and I put a few links in the show notes to uh, some of the places that were mentioned in the article, which the main one is Zerodium, which is the, the marketplace that just put just gave out a million bucks, over a million bucks for an iOS vulnerability. Right. Like I'm saying, because there's money in it. Yeah. And there's another one called Absolute Zero Day, which we talked about before, that's run by Kevin Mitnick's company, Mitnick Security. So if you're interested in those things, go check them out. Yeah, they make my head hurt. My teeth make my head hurt, though. But apparently yeah. we're going to be fixing that soon. Mm -hmm. No more drilling for okay. tooth decay. Thank you, thank you. And this is a new technology. That's kind of, this was in The Guardian. I found this one. And uh, their scientists in London have found a pain-free way to, you know, do fillings. Okay. And it, it uses science. Electrically accelerated enhanced remineralization technology. Right, okay. Well, that's cool. I mean, 
I got to be honest. I, I think I'm an outlier here. I've had one filling my entire life. Mm. Uh, yeah, fuck you. Okay. <laughs> no. So th- this, this does not really apply too much to me. Yeah, I had my wisdom teeth removed without any uh, pain relief, which was fun. That was fairly medieval. Why? Uh, because the guy held me down in the chair with the two nurses and the tank had run out on the nitrous and I am immune to Novocaine. Oh. So, yeah, the screams basically cleared out the entire waiting room and fairly impacted his business very badly. Um, I had four dry sockets. So if you've ever had your wisdom teeth removed and you know what a single dry socket feels like, I had four of those. So, yeah, teeth things really kind of get me going when there's a breakthrough in teeth technology. Okay. I just hope I have enough of them left to to use on this by the time it comes around. Mm. All right. Well, that's good news, I guess. It is very good news for me. Okay. Awesome. Uh, really, really important news, Jason. Okay. Hit me. Betamax is dead. VHS is one. Woohoo. Yay. I shit you not. This is a real story. <laughs> I this just, is really true. VHS has finally won because Sony is finally announced the end of production of Betamax cassettes. And there are still companies that create VHS ones. I think there's one guy in a back room with like just the plastic parts and he wraps the tape around each one individually <laughs> and he just hands it out like, oh, I made another v- Betamax tape. Here for the one person that needs one. Yeah. Uh, this guy's getting, getting fired. This is absolutely insane. I think this is hilarious. In fact, uh, there's a there's a small liquor store down the street that I stop in every now and then if I you know just need something small and don't want to do the whole grocery store thing. And they have a, a sunblasted uh, little little box of, of VHS tapes in there. I'm going to take a picture of that because <laughs> they've probably been sitting there for 20 years. Oh, Actually, I wonder what he's charging for them. I might buy one. <laughs> uh, you can get them at CVS here too oh, really okay well yeah. i'm gonna i'm gonna buy one of these sunblasted vhs cassettes <laughs> and i'm going to give it to anybody who donates to our patreon page this month okay <laughs> yeah so betamax is dead long live vhs Woohoo! Yeah. and uh we didn't really talk about music yet uh we usually do uh the only thing i'm going to mention this time around is uh youtube has launched their music app which will probably destroy everybody else you think People are, I mean, that's uh, YouTube is the, the big, uh, you know, the elephant in the room that nobody likes to talk about in music circles because that's where everybody goes to listen to free music. Yeah. I mean, they already just go to youtube.com. So yeah. now they just so made it a little I, easier. Yeah. They, they made an app that lets you search things and it's a little bit easier. And obviously they're trying to promote their YouTube red, which is still the worst name known to man, their pay serps. Yeah. Um, so it's, it, I mean, it, it was a while ago that we talked about Zoe Keating and the whole like YouTube strong arming people to sign up for the music service and the yes. draconian terms that they, they were living by. So, yes. And then completely abandoning said service anyways. <laughs> well, I mean, who knows? Maybe they just broke everybody's kneecaps and this is, this is what it turned into. Yeah. Could be. We'll see. I, I haven't actually downloaded it yet. I'm going to give it a shot over the weekend and see what it's like. Yeah. I'm going to give it a try this weekend. If it can save me some money on Spotify. <laughs> Comment of the week. Comments of the week. We've got quite a few this week, so thank you all, everyone. Uh, this is from Twitter from Moss6502. So are you a robot? I don't know. Uh, another vote for Pod- Pocket Casts app. The syncing feature alone is worth it for those of us with multiple devices. So uh, another uh, uh, plus for that. Uh, what is it? It's an Android podcast. It's a, well, it's, a, it's an Android podcast app, but it's also cross-platform, so you can get it on iOS. I know a lot of people that use it on iOS, and you can get it on the desktop as well, and it will sync across all of them. So cool. That's I might cool. actually have to try that, but... Eh. I've got to say, Apple's 
uh, their latest update. The the sync from where you left off at is actually working rather well. What? I know. I'm shocked too, and I'm sure next week it won't. Okay. So. <laughs> and uh, we found one unbelievably on Facebook. Somebody did post a comment there, even though we tell you not to, but, but it, I did find it. So this is from Jack Lee Ingle. The cure for reasons I can't sleep and effing loud neighbors. Not to say you guys put me to sleep, but when I don't want aggravation of not being able to sleep occurring, I would rather be entertained and informed than count code slash sheep to sleep. I am new to your show, so I bounce around a lot to catch up and see what I have missed, so keep up the good work. Well, thank you very much, Jack Lee Ingle, and I would love it if you would go to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and repost that. Pretty please, with Pretty sugar please. on top. Yes. Uh, and this one comes from our website, grumpyoldgeeks.com. This comes from Patrick. Newsflash, Apple TV actually has a user's guide, and he sent us the link, which we'll put in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Fingers crossed, I don't send another email in five minutes saying, never mind, it's useless. <laughs> and since we didn't get another email, I'm guessing it's actually useful. Yeah, I'll have to take a look at that, but I uh, have not gotten my new Apple TV yet, so I think that's going to be a Christmas gift. Okay, yeah, I've been using mine. No crashes, no crashes at all. Awesome. Well, that's very cool. I'm looking forward to upgrading. And thank you for that, Patrick. It's nice to know that somebody still made a manual. (laughs) (laughs) No, we watched uh, the new Amy Schumer special on HBO Go this week, and it did not crash. Yeah, cool. I wish it would have because it wasn't actually very funny. That was (laughs) the next question. How was it? (laughs) Not very good. Okay. Well, you know, I, I kind of like her, but I've never I've never gone long form with her as it is. Yeah, stick with short form because it, it, it started strong and then the three quarters in the middle were just like, oh, God. And then she ended strong. Yeah, well, that's 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 the way you do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we have another comment from our site. This is from Rico. Hello, gents. This is a great read for your The Web's Not Dead segment, except it's going to be in our comments section. <laughs> uh, this is a guy who is a professor at Virginia Tech. Go Hokies. I hope you're not betting on that. Or one of the fan duel things who happens to have the same name as a British store. This dude is the most patient man in the world. Check it out and enjoy the awesomeness. We have a Buzzfeed link in our show notes. Uh, love the show. Keep up the good work. Thank you very much, Rico. And this was hilarious. Uh, this guy's name is John Lewis and there's a big department store that is also called John Lewis. Uh, his, he has John Lewis on, as his Twitter handle. They have John Lewis retail and he gets a ton of tweets. Tons and tons and tons. And it's of quite tweets. funny actually. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he's, I, he's much more patient than I am. I would have changed my Twitter handle. Yeah, yeah. I feel bad for people that have famous handles. Like my friend uh, uh, Min Jung Kim, she has uh, at MJ on Twitter. So she gets all of the crap from all of the Michael Jackson fanboys and girls out there yeah. who don't realize that Michael Jackson is dead and he's not on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, uh, people are just goddamn lazy i mean that's that's the insane thing like anytime we we do our our public you know we do our promotions on twitter throughout the week for the show and um it takes me quite a long time to find the right twitter accounts for everything that that we're trying to reference yeah so i guess a lot of people are just lazy can be difficult all right this next one comes from mark hi i hope you don't mind me getting in touch my name is mark and i am emailing on behalf of barrington freight I'm contacting you because I thought you might be interested in our latest piece of content. Vehicles have always played an integral part in fictional works, many becoming semi-characters in their own right. With this in mind, we took a look back at some of the greatest ships appearing throughout film, TV, games, and literature. From Jack Sparrow's Black Pearl to the Nautilus from 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, there's a range of nostalgia-inducing vessels. You can see them all here, and link will be in the show notes. I'd love to know your thoughts and whether you can see this being featured on Grumpy Old Geeks. Well, yes, we can see it being featured because we just did it. All of your dreams just came true. (laughs) 
<laughs> no. Uh, I, I, yeah, this is a really interesting graphic. Uh, we did some, we talked about something very similar to this, which was like the ships, uh, you know, the spaceships in the past. Somebody had a big graph of all of those, and it was really cool. Uh, the most interesting thing about this to me is what is a freight company doing producing content? They're being social. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's it. They're just cool. being social. Uh, it, it, you know, it's pretty cool. It's interesting. Um, yeah. Ships and fiction. Mm. Uh, yeah, just uh, all sea related. And there's a few notable ones that I think might be missing. But uh, overall, pretty cool. I, I like that they have the Poseidon upside down. So. Yeah, me too. That's good, a good nice job touch. On that. Nice touch. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much, Mark. And then finally, over at iTunes, we got two five-star ratings uh, in Woo-hoo. this last week. Woo! The first is from Lenny Doy, Grumpfest, the highlight of my podcast listening week. I feel very bad for you. <laughs> This is your highlight. Uh, and then from Fezjez, sometimes the truth hurts. As a longtime tech and music geek who now tries to distance himself from the stupidity of the industry and the brain-dead consumer, the like-minded Brian and Jason are the perfect conduits for me to stay caught up on the important and not-so-important information without getting too angry. They get grumpy for me. One of the reasons I distanced myself from the industry is that there is so much crap and link bait, it's hard to find the real stories. The grumpy old geeks help weed out, help weak out? Weed out. I think I might have typed that wrong. (laughs) Weed out and provide the links on their show notes so I can investigate further on my own. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, and uh, this is actually from my friend Jeff, so there was a little nepotism Ah. there. But he used to be a Met blogger back in the day when we did that wonderful uh, website. But uh, notably, he's the one that turned me on to the Dollop podcast, which is hands down the best podcast I think that is in existence. Well, thank you for posting that uh, to me when I ask people to tell me about podcasts. I've mentioned it on the show. If you don't listen to it by now, there's nothing I can do. I, I don't listen to our show. I know. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. And if you have it, uh, any direction to uh, help me distance myself from all the crap that I'm dealing with, feel free to send that on too. We appreciate all of your comments. Uh, please do get in touch with us. You can get us uh, on Twitter at GOG Podcast, uh, patreon.com slash GOG, and we would appreciate your support there. Uh, Facebook, hell, we might find it. And, of course, grumpyoldgeeks.com. And uh, iTunes, damn it, get over there. At the library. I finally finished Secondhand Souls. Woo! Yeah, it was good. I loved it. Uh, for me, this is probably one of the first times I've had a rough time getting into one of his books. Uh, it took me a couple chapters before I was deeply involved, but once I was, I was very, very happy, and I, I loved every second of it. Great book. Yeah, the interesting thing about that was I had that same problem. That's why I went back and reread A Dirty Job, because right. I was having a hard time connecting with the characters because I couldn't remember them from the first book because it's been so long. Yeah, yeah, there was definitely that was going on. So I wasn't invested right away. But uh, once I did catch up with it and get into it, uh, I loved every second of it. And I can't wait for his next book. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. if you haven't read either A Dirty Job or Secondhand Souls, get on it because they're damn good. But also Lamb. It's all about Lamb. lamb. Yeah, <laughs> Christopher Moore, uh, Lamb is probably the best book. Uh, if, uh, you know, Dying in a Fire, uh, I grab that one, run out. Yep. That's, <laughs> that's, that, that, that's the book. So, um, so I, I did a review on trigger warning, uh, Neil, Neil Gaiman book from a while yes. ago, short stories and disturbances is it, or, or sorry, short fictions and disturbances. Right. It, uh, cause it didn't really grab me before. And I was just laying in bed the other night and I'm like, Oh, it's still got like three hours left to go on it. Cause I was listening to the audiobook because he's a phenomenal reader when it comes to audiobooks. And what I realized was at the end of the book, 
there is a Shadow story. Shadow is the main character from American Gods and a couple other, he did a couple other short stories with him. And the, the sequel to American Gods is coming out. He's actually taking the entire year of next year off from speaking just to write. So if you're into American Gods, there's like an hour and a half short story at the end of this, which was amazing. Loved it. So totally changed my mind about the book. I'm like, okay, this one story fixed everything. I, I knew not being happy with anything that Neil Gaiman produced would not stand. Yeah. I, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just like, oh man, I guess I got to finish it. But uh, yeah, the, at the end of the book, there is a really good shadow story. So if you're into that kind of thing, definitely check it out. Software, apps, and gadgets. You know I love my Fitbit. I do. Now, All 17 that you've owned. Exactly. I keep them in business. Uh, now there's a Fitbit for guns. Oh, that sounds <laughs> great. It's called Yardarm, and what it, it's for law enforcement, so they Keeps can Keeps track tell, of how many black people you've shot? But, pretty much. Okay. But it, it can tell when you actually pull your gun out of your holster or fire your gun, <sighs> which I think for accountability is great, you know? Okay. If, or, if, or, or we could just not have guns. Cops got to have guns, because everybody else has guns. If you put good gun, never mind. Yep. Anyway, this is I, I see this as a good step for law enforcement to at least have some more accountability. But it also helps if somebody pulls their gun, fires their gun, and doesn't call for backup, they can get some backup or internal affairs to come find out who they just killed. Or because it's now been gamified, everybody's going to be yanking their thing out to get to the next level. <laughs> awesome. Oh, my God. If they put badges on this. We uh, don't need no stinking badges. <laughs> okay. Go on. All right. Go on. So from the what could possibly go wrong files, which I think should be our new segment to replace security. Okay. Uh, this is the M-Sense enabled smartwatch, which you can de- you get. Oh, you open your fucking home. You open your front door with this thing. So if you're wearing the watch, your door will just open like magic. No, 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 no. It can tell when you touch the doorknob to open it. And yeah. it can tell which doorknob it is because you have to make a map of all the doorknobs that you touch. And then mm-hmm. it'll say, hey, you open the front door. All conveniently stored in your watch, which then somebody else can take. But I, I just like that this was <laughs> developed with Carnegie Mellon and Disney. Yeah. What? Why? Why do we need? We don't need this. Again, we have no problems, Jason. Oh. There are no problems left in the world, so we need, uh, we need touch-sensitive watch opening doors. I this is, this <clears throat> is so beyond silly. I mean, it's, yeah. it's really getting silly. All right, so in, in my opinion, we have two losers so far. I know you like the first one, but I, I see it bad. Uh, but now we have a winner. This uh, uh, Christmas gifts, people, take the first shot with a Han Solo blaster flask. And as you pull it out at the bar to pour yourself a shot, a cop comes in and shoots you with his Fitbit-enabled gun. True. He just drew on the bar. And he scored five points. Yes. <laughs> but this is cool as hell. I see. I, the, yeah, whatever. The Star, okay. the Star Wars, uh, the Star Warsification of the universe is is reaching peak on Solo. That is very true, actually. Still want it. Media candy. Whenever you're ready. All right. Did you see the super big news, Jason? Uh, which super big news? Guns N' Roses are days away from announcing a reunion of the original lineup. Well, wouldn't it be news if they actually announced it? 
this is the internet. We have to announce the news about the news about the news about the news. Okay. And e- even page views. And and even if they announced it, I still don't think that's big news because I don't care. I I am right there with you, but uh, a lot of people do and I think it's hilarious because you're going to have to pay about 200 bucks per ticket to wait around until 2 a.m. when they finally come out on stage and then it'll just be Axel Rose, the fat dude with cornrows who can't hit any of the notes anymore, waddling about on the stage with a bunch of guys who are so drug-addled but sober, wink, wink. Uh, they can barely play and they all hate each other and they're all just closing their eyes and thinking the pay- paycheck. Awesome. Oh, <laughs> Slash will be there too, though. Okay. Yeah. Not, not really interested. You, you didn't really sell me on it at that yeah, point. Well, I, I didn't like them back then. I loved, I loved appetite for destruction, uh, so but yeah, I just think Axel's a, a twat. A, now here's a word that you probably haven't heard in a while. It was all the Hessians that liked them. Ooh, what, uh, what's that? I'd, Those were like the hard rock dudes that had the, you know, the denim coat with the fur on the inside. Okay. Back in high school, I was mm, goth. We just called them metalheads. Okay. Uh, yeah. Now, anyway, I, I, I loved Appetite for Destruction. I'll still listen to it every now and again, but Axel is definitely not going to be able to hit those notes. And he's going to be having, he's probably going to have to come out in a chair and sit down to sing like half of that stuff to even come close before getting <laughs> winded. I just still remember I was uh, working with the Goo Goo Dolls and they used to basically play uh, the House of Blues in Vegas almost every every new year's eve for a while oh, yeah, i remember uh, when you'd go out there for that yeah. yeah so i would go out i went out there for that and and the goose played and then guns and roses was going to play a show after the goo goo dolls played uh they kicked us out of the green room at like uh 12 30 so we had a you know a half an hour like 10 minutes after the show to sit around and drink a few beers and we got kicked out because axel was coming um so we just went out to the casino and hung out but we found out that he didn't even go on stage until 3 30 in the morning oh my he made god all those people just sit there and wait <laughs> oh, what a dick. He is such an asshole. Oh, man. I remember when we actually saw a Goo Goo Dolls show together in Chicago for New Year's. Yeah, they did. Uh, that's right. You were still li- you were living out in Chicago at that point, and I was in, uh, came into town for it. Yeah, and I introduced you to Deep Dish Pizza. How long? Mm. Is, man, that was, that was ancient time. It was a long time, time ago. <laughs> it was delicious. I got to get back to Chicago. Oh, uh, definitely. And I do remember my only Axel story is I was at uh, a Metallica show, and he was walking along in, like, you know, with his security detail and hot chicks, you yeah. know, full white jumpsuit. And <laughs> I was in high school. So let's just say that I was a dick, okay? okay. <laughs> high, um, school, high school is the qualifier for that? Um, trust me, I was much worse <laughs> when okay. I was younger. And so I saw him I'm like, Hey Axel. And I, I, it was like almost like a, a scene from like a world war two movie where a soldier pulls the pin on a grenade and lobs it over his head into the mm-hmm. enemy's trench. I did that with like a 64 ounce Coke at <laughs> Axel Rose and hit him square on the shoulder and it exploded all over his white jumpsuit. I nice. immediately hit the deck and didn't get caught. Nice. That's awesome. Yep. I got away with it. Good story. Good story. It was fun. <laughs> so let's talk about some other old bands that uh, you used to hang out with. Okay. Have you seen the Alanis Morissette video that came out this week? I did. I did. With the, uh, um, the updated ironic lyrics. It's nice to see that she's taking a break from uh, being the I'm not a new age hippie guru, but I play one on the internet thing and actually doing her music again. Oh, uh, well, I don't know about that. She just had a new episode of her podcast come out that is thoroughly unlistenable. 
uh, you know, she, that's what she wants to do. And I don't blame her. I don't blame any musician for trying to get out of the music game because there's nothing in it for him anymore. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but you really, don't go into podcasting if you want to try and make money because the music industry sucks. Look, <laughs> I tried to convince her to do podcasting about 10 years ago as promo, but I'm glad she's on board now with it, trying to promote whatever it is that she's really doing with her site these days, which I don't even know. I, I it, like I said, it's a, it's kind of a, version of Gwyneth Paltrow's goop, as far as I can tell. Okay. But this was very funny. I thought this was a good update to the lyric. Uh, one thing that I've always admired about Alanis is she's very clever to always surround herself uh, with good people, with really talented people. And a large group of her friends are, are very, very talented, very funny writers. Um, and I'm sure they helped out with this because I thought this was great. Yeah, this is with James Corden, the guy who took over for Craig Ferguson on the Late Late Show. No idea who that is, but I, I didn't either. <laughs> yeah, it, once I heard Craig Ferguson was gone, I'm like, okay, well, I don't need to watch TV at that time of night anymore. <laughs> but this guy's really good. Yeah, I guess he, he British. He was a comedian over there. Came over here because people didn't like him over there. That seems to be the scuttlebutt. But uh, this was a very funny segment, and I, I enjoyed watching it. And good on you. Cool, cool. Yeah. So uh, let's talk about someone important, Luke Skywalker. Where's it's, Luke? It is the big buzz. He's not in the posters. He's not in the trailers, except maybe that is his arm. Maybe it isn't. And of course, because this is the internet, there are seven gazillion theories that are all beyond well thought out because apparently nobody has anything better to do with their lives. Of course not. It's the internet. Yes. So we have a link in the show notes to a Wired article that discusses the major ones and then links off to the basically dissertations that people have written about this. Yes. <laughs> none of which I will read. Yeah, ever. don't read them. I, I've... <laughs> I I don't mind all the promo. I'm super excited about the movie, but I am done. I know every I've seen everything I want to see. I've read everything I want to read. I want to go into the movie without knowing anything else. Exactly. That's why I don't want to read. I don't want to have anything in my head. I was even kind of upset that I watched the, you know, the Asian trailer, but it's the only thing that got me excited to go see the movie. So there's a little give and take there. Yeah, but I, but I'm definitely done and I don't want theories. That's it. I'm, I'm yeah. good to go. I'm ready for the movie. Yeah, it, I mean, it's just, it's internet wankery. It's like talking about what Apple's going to release next year. Nobody knows, nobody cares. Just wait for it to come out and go Yeah, but every, <laughs> you know, the 300 tech podcasts that are doing better than us, that's what they do. Oh, oh hmm. hmm they, might be, they might be onto something there. <laughs> so sci-fi, so I'm sorry, Siffy, 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 Siffy. <laughs> has greenlit an unscripted social media show called The Internet Ruined My Life. I, I, here's the deal. If the internet ruined your life and you are stupid enough to go into reality TV and think that it's going to make things better, I feel for your pain because you're a moron. Uh, Siffy has just been tanking. Yeah. yeah. I don't, uh, yeah, whatever. All right, this is going to be horrible. It, it's going to be horrible. And I just feel bad for the people that are going to be on it because it's like, no, reality TV is meant to make you miserable. It's a horrible, horrible machine. I know people that, yes. that work in that industry and they're like, we get these people so drunk. So they make an ass out of themselves because that's what makes for good reality TV. And that's, that's how this works. All right. We're going to play a little game here, Jason. Okay. How long No, Let me rephrase this. Actually. I bet you that this one sentence that they put together to try to explain the show it takes more time. It took them more time to put together this sentence than the entire show, no matter how long the show runs. Okay, Ready? hit me. The, the internet ruined my life takes a look at the flip side of today's hyper-connected world and reveals how easy it is to completely change your life in just one simple keystroke. Okay. That thing was, the, that, that, that was shopped. 
that was kicked <laughs> around. There were probably 70,000 emails to put together that sentence, and that's going to involve the most effort ever put into the show ever. That sounds very massaged. Yes. Definitely. Good times. Uh, so I did ask uh, my friends and, and uh, other people in my life or whoever's on my Facebook page, uh, what are you listening to that's good because I can't listen to Adam Carolla anymore or my head will explode. And there are two su- suggestions that I got that I actually really loved. Uh, America's Test Kitchen Radio. I think that came from you and Dr. David Teeter. Uh, actually, I got, a, I got it from Chen. Ah, okay. So. Uh, it's fantastic. I Isn't love it. it great? Yeah, it's absolutely amazing. I mean, I can't seem to get away from NPR style podcasts because that seems to be all of them these days. And with this the, is definitely one of them. But, with uh, the faux pauses. Yes, with the faux <laughs> pauses and the tankly little non-offensive music in the background and the very NPR-y voices. Yeah. Uh, but I loved it. I, it's absolutely, I've listened to about four or five episodes and uh, I highly recommend it. But uh, also do not listen to it until later on in the day uh, because it will make you hungry. Very hungry. All I yeah. want to do is cook. <laughs> yeah, and then the other one I listened to, which is an NPR podcast, so it explains oh, why God. it sounds that way. Uh, how to do everything. It's actually really good. I've never heard of that one. Uh, You should definitely check it out. It's a, I mean, you don't, this is not something that you listen to every single episode on. You go through and find subjects that you're interested in. And then you listen to that podcast, but But it's really good. What if you already know how to do everything? Then you wouldn't be here on this (laughs) podcast, would you? (laughs) Oh, true. True. Yeah. Okay. So, and I'm putting a link in the show notes, check out the dollop. It is hands down the single best podcast in existence. I am uh, I am editing it right now. Editing it? Editing it. <laughs> the poor tea. You, you <laughs> we were talking off offline as it were and Jason's back on coffee today which is causing him some issues because he's yes. he's, he's peed like 7000 times. I haven't had my poor tea in a long time and it's definitely amping me up. My like my, my blah, 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 blah. that's happening to me because I think I'm overly caffeinated right now. Okay. Because that's usually my problem, but but this I know this is today ma- it's me. Yeah, this is making your mouth not work. So maybe we uh, want to lay off a little more. Yeah, I got a uh, too many cups, too many cups. Uh, so have you jumped back into Homeland? I I haven't because I seem to have misplaced my password for the Showtime app. So I got to find that. Uh, it's been on my list of things to do, but I've been running through Downton Abbey from our friends in Sweden, so I could stay up with the Brits. Uh, but Homeland is on my list. Is it is it good? So so wait 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 back up hmm. the back up the train here. Downton Abbey's out now. The new one. It's airing in Britain. Oh. And Sweden. Okay. Say no more. Bork, bork, bork. <laughs> yes. So I had a I had a really hard time getting into this season. I started to watch it and it felt like work. Like I'm oh, I, no. I watched the first episode. I got 10 minutes into it three times. And finally I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna do other stuff and just put it on the on my side monitor mm-hmm. and get past it. I finally got past the first episode. It picked up. I'm actually enjoying it now quite a bit. I like everybody in that series except the main character. That's the sad part. Harry's horrible. He's terrible. A horrible character. What I like and don't like about the show is that they reboot it every single season. So uh, it's I, yeah, that's hard. I, I, I just I hate the concept, but I have to say they pulled it off because up until this season, I've been watching and enthralled. So I guess I'll give this one a go too. Yeah, you gotta. Unfortunately, you know we're invested now, and this takes place two years after the last season. So okay, it's it's different, but it's good. I'm I'm actually liking it. But yeah, they're uh, I don't know. I just can't stand her. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah yeah she's uh, she is a horrible character and, and i think you're kind of meant to not really like her i think that's i'm kind pretty of the sure point. she's written so. that way she's the anti-hero 
Yes, exactly. Uh, but, you know, like anti-heroes of old, like, you know, Al Swearingen that you love, even though you yeah. hate. Oh, yeah. Now, <laughs> there we're talking. Okay, speaking of old stuff, Mystery Science Theater 3000 is trying to get some money on Kickstarter. Okay. They're trying to get $2 million, and oh. they're going to get it. Okay. They're, one, they're at $1.6 million with 28 days left. Well, of course they're going to get it. It's a cult classic. I mean, I have to say, I loved Mystery Science Theater 3000. I don't know if I need more. Yeah, that's the other thing. I'm like, ah, you know, I'm kind of done. <laughs> I've yep. seen them. They're good. But $2 million, I'm like, you don't need $2 million. And they're like, well, let's, let, let <laughs> us explain to you. So they, they explain the rub of Kickstarter. Yeah. Quite well, actually, I, I, I love this. And I think that this is required. This should be required reading for anyone that is trying to do a Kickstarter project. Yes. Out of the $2 million that they raise, $700,000 of it goes to just the cost of the campaign yep. with the credit card fees, the Kickstarter fees, and the, the swag that you get. Yeah, the giveaways that make you give them money, uh, all of which costs a ton of money, and nobody takes that into account, which is why we see so many Kickstarter fails. Yeah, and you know that's not why they're raising – they're not raising money to make T-shirts. They're, they're raising money to make a TV show. Mm-hmm. And they make they don't know how to make t-shirts. That's why they're always late. And if you look at even Chug, the one that we backed, oh, you terrible mean that, quality. That dish rag that I have? Exactly. Yeah. My, it's not it's not a t-shirt, it's a rag. It's a rag. So, you know, they really just need to if you're gonna do a Kickstarter, how about just you just don't no bonuses? Yeah. How about you just don't do a Kickstarter? How about you guys took this and you shop it to any of the gazillions of networks that are out there that now exist? How about you take this to Amazon? How about you get Netflix on board? How about you do anything except for a Kickstarter? <laughs> well, there is one, there's one project that uh, I'm happy to talk about. Uh, it's called Nexus with a friend of the show, Gigi Edgley, who came on one time and talked about it a bit. They hit their goal, so I'm happy for them. Cool. Because awesome. the, the trailer that they posted looks awesome. They're doing, they're doing some good stuff with it. Very cool. I can't wait to get my rag of a t-shirt. <laughs> yes, indeed. I'm kidding. <laughs> Not really. Moron of the week. This one comes from the Daily Cause or Cause or however Oz, you say it. I believe. I don't know. I read his book, but it doesn't have a pronunciation guide in it. Um, <laughs> I'm, here's a name that I'm going to ruin. Uh, Pinellas Deputy Michael Zizia was supposed to get an award at a Mothers Against Drunk Driving conference, followed by two days of DUI law enforcement training. He didn't make it to the stage to receive the award because he showed up wasted. (laughs) Well, you know, you got to party up. You're getting a big award. should be happy. Now, the only comment I have to make about this story, uh, this is obviously horrible and ironic and quite funny. Isn't it uh, ironic? Guess what state? If you had to guess a state, Jason. Okay. Florida. So much to answer for, Florida. <laughs> Fun times that, that, that I can't even go on. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Love it. There's a site that's been, or it's actually an app that's been passed around this week and news about it called Rumbler. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's, it's like Tinder for people who, will, who like to fight. It's actually a good name. It is a good name. I actually had that domain, R-U-M-B-L-R.com, like years ago, and I let it go. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's a hoax. Total hoax. Well, that's not surprising. Actually, it, it kind of is. It is a little bit surprising because it's so easy to build these damn apps these days. I'm surprised they didn't just do it. <laughs> I know. That's the thing. I'm just like, oh, you should have just made the damn thing. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, too bad. Oh. Well, there's there's a version of this that isn't a hoax uh, that is out there and has also been the rounds in the news. Uh, 
you were talking a bit earlier about the butchery of language. Yes. How the hell do you pronounce this? Um, Threender? Well, it's it's three n three n d e r, which makes me think that it's pronounced ender or thirdender. Thirdender. It, well, it's the Tinder for threesomes, but I damned if I can figure out what the hell the title is. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it's called, but it's actually real. They built it, and if you want to hook up with a bunch of other people that sit at home on their phone trying to get hookups, uh, go for it. Yeah, date kinky, <laughs> curious, and open-minded singles and couples around you. Hmm. Download me. I am cute. So apparently if I'm not cute, I can't download it. So Oh, no. I think I personally, I'd probably rather download Rumbler. <laughs> You're the guy who likes to fight. Yeah. And uh, this is old, uh, this, this particular link in the show notes. I don't want to step on it because I think everybody should just actually go look at, go look at it, go read it, and go into it cold without me talking about it at all. Did you look at this, Jason? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I saw uh, this. I actually reposted it on, on Facebook. This is uh, this I. Uh, we're going to end on a high note and a feel good note. Go read this, go yeah. read this comic in the oatmeal. Um, you will, you will be very happy that you did. It is amazing. And I had no idea. Yeah, me neither. No <laughs> idea. And this kind of just makes me uh, respect this particular person that uh, talks about even more. Uh, unbelievable. Yeah. Absolutely. You have to go read this. I, I actually concur with Brian. You go read it because it's like, Oh, that's great. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. So it's going to be okay. Unless it's a hoax. Closing shout outs. I don't have many closing shout outs this week, but I do have some news. I am going to recreate my train trip that I had when I had the crazy broken leg and we did the episode from, you know, the middle of nowhere. Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> yes. I'm, going, I'm taking Amtrak back to Chicago for the holidays and I will be chronicling the whole thing. So it should be fun. Uh, okay, excellent. Where where will you be doing this on on uh, Thunder? Thunder <laughs> on Medium? Uh, no, I will not be doing it on Medium. <laughs> okay, excellent. <laughs> I don't know. It'll be on my site, JPD.me. Perfect. Awesome. Uh, I have no shout outs this week. It's uh, been a bit of a crazy week, but uh, you know, I'll shout out to my co-host Jason. Ooh, look at and, that. And, and, and next week, uh, lay off the poo air. Yeah, definitely. A little too much poo air. Grumpy Old Geeks is a fan-supported show. Check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash GOG. We really appreciate your support. If you don't want to or can't donate but still want to support the show, please go to grumpyoldgeeks.com slash iTunes and leave us a few words and five stars or tell a friend about the show. Intro music for the show is provided by the band Among Us. You can find them on iTunes, Spotify, and Apple Music. Or you can donate through the Grumpy Old Geeks Patreon page at patreon.com slash GOG to get 10 exclusive tracks. Outro music for the show is provided by Andy Stachansky. You can follow Andy at twitter.com slash houseofandy, and he's also on SoundCloud at grumpyoldgeeks.com slash Andy. Show notes for all the links discussed in this episode can be found at grumpyoldgeeks.com slash 136. 